0: Neal Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware Dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now,
1: here's Neal. Helpful and friendly. Those are good people. Thank you, Ace. Please tell them that, if you will, when you're in the store. Ask for the manager or the owner, either one, and uh, let them know. Uh, I'm going to do a um, a really quick ad for Arborological Services and then we'll go to Randy and Bill and and uh, and they've been waiting patiently. Uh, if you'd like to call we have one line open right now. I'll give that number in a minute. They're trying to work on the uh, on the on the equipment right now. So let me tell you about Arborological Services. Right now, uh, these are the people who do the finest in tree work. I really would recommend them most highly to you. I did uh, that for a friend of mine recently in the last few days, and I've done that so many times. These are the experts that your trees deserve. They're the only people who will ever touch our trees at the Sperry House. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. And what does that matter to you? Well, those are men and women who are carefully trained in tree care. You know that you're getting somebody who understands what it takes to take the the best possible care of shade trees. Shade trees represent quite an investment in the value of your property. You want to have the best care possible given and Arborological Services and their their tree crews that go out across the Metroplex every day, they will do that for you. They have three of their men who have been named Arborist of the Year for the state of Texas. Three different years. This is a singular award given to one person per year. Steve Hauser, Kevin Bassett, and Russell Peters. And that's pretty awesome. So whatever the level of tree care you need, whether it's routine maintenance or something heroic, this is the company I call This is the company you should call Arborological Services on the web, arborological.com, 866-552-7267. They're on my home page of my website. They sponsor eGardens as well. You'll find them everywhere uh, that I'm uh, around, 866-552-7267, Arborological Services.
0: Hi, I'm Dee from Justin Ace Hardware in Justin. Visit us in the garden center. We've got everything from Abelia to ZZ plants. Come see us for reliable local help. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil.
1: Thank you Dee, she is my friend, a good deal. Now let's go back to our phone lines. We'll go to Randy in Keller. Randy, this is Neil, thanks for waiting. How can I help? Hey Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, appreciate it. What's going on?
2: Well, I had a couple of questions regarding trees. Um, the first one is um, I planted a bald cypress and a red oak, I, I don't know, probably about five years ago from a nursery, okay, and and they've done great, all right? They, they were like eight or nine feet tall when I put them in, and now they're probably 15 feet high, and they're really looking good, and I have deliberately not pruned them in any way, you know, didn't touch them. Mm-hmm. But like like on the bald cypress, though the lower branches on that are probably only three feet off the ground, and and so you know when you're cutting the lawn and everything around it, you know you're kind of running into those branches all the time. Do you think uh, should I raise that level up to more like four feet high? In other yes, words, sir. cut all those. Okay, I should. Yeah, you you okay.
1: might even go higher than that. I try never to go more than. Uh, on a young tree, um, in the first five to 10 years, I try never to go more than 40% of the way, but you also can never get a, a branch to come back again. It will never put a new branch out. Once you take one off, that's it. It's not going to, not going to fill in again. So make sure when you take one off that you want it off. So yeah. what I, what I always recommend to people, you know, that the ones at three and three and a half feet, you don't want. So go ahead and take those off. But then when you get up a little higher, uh, have somebody stand there and pull down on the one you're considering taking off, and see what it would look like without that one before you okay. take it off. And then, if you take that one off, do the same thing. Have that person go around to the other side, pull the next one down a little bit, and and then you can decide. And if you want to wait uh, a week or a month or a year to remove the next one, no big deal. It's nothing lost. Uh, but eventually, with a bald cypress, you're going to be able to walk beneath the tree without uh, without stooping at all unless you're uh, seven foot seven or something <laughs> well,
2: okay okay. and then on the red oak that's a different situation of course because they don't grow that low but i'm wondering when at what point do you start trimming like a couple of the uh, branches are almost disproportionate they've like grown way out um and so i don't know should i go ahead and just trim that one off then um you know to try to make probably so
1: yeah that's that's probably a good plan uh in that case i I use an example uh sometimes i'll tell people it's like trying to describe how to give a haircut on a phone call (laughs) you know the 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 mom calls the barber and says well my son's coming in i want you to do this or that and the barber is saying oh my gosh here's another one and so it's kind of hard to describe but i can picture in my mind's eye uh, a, a red oak that has grown grown erratically and you have this branch going off to Mars over here and yes, you'd want to head that one back a little bit and and you always want to make a cut like that above a, a bud or a twig or a branch that is growing the direction you need it to grow, that you want it to grow. Don't, don't prune right above a branch that, or a little twig that's going to head it right back into the center of the plant in some bizarre angle because that doesn't okay. gain you anything. Okay. So, okay. It, it's it's kind of hard to describe it, but yes, I can certainly imagine. I have a couple of plants that I'm going to be pruning in the next week or two uh, where I'm going to be taking several things off the the top. Um, they're uh, tree form holly, a marinelle holly. I'm going to be turning into tree form. It has a couple of branches down below that will come off, and then some some branches that are headed off to one side on on the right side from where i'm viewing it and i'll have to trim those off and and uh, so that that happens all the time
2: could i ask you one other quick question
1: yeah I, be careful also when you get into any branches that are bigger than uh oh you're not going to have them but if if they get up to two inches in diameter that you do it in several steps so that you don't have bark peel back down the trunk these are not mm. that big so mm, that, no. that doesn't apply here go ahead what's your other question
2: well, the other one is, it's just kind of a funny one. Um, so there's a an oak tree that my next door neighbor cut down. He thought it was, he thought it was dying. Okay. And it's right on our border. Right. And he cut the thing down to me, left the stump and um, a shoot came out of it a couple of years ago out of the stump. And I thought, you know, I'm just for fun. I'm just going to see how long this thing lasts. And, no, this is probably more like three years ago. And now the shoot is about 10 feet tall <laughs> mm-hmm. coming out of the stump, coming mm-hmm. out of this big stump. And I've just left it alone, basically. And I guess it's fine. Should I be doing anything to it? Or, no, or th- it sounds it, like it's very it happy.
1: The only thing I'd be worried about would be if the stump has decayed back into the the crown of the plant and, and if that, decay might affect the the root system of this you know this this new shoot um again without seeing it it's kind of hard to tell but no it sounds like it's very happy
2: yeah it seems to be and i mean it did it, it leaves out every summer it looks beautiful and mm-hmm. and then drops drops the leaves in the winter and it's like wow this is yeah, incredibly like nice
3: looking
1: yeah it sounds like the top had some kind of problem and and uh, uh once he took that off the 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 Roots had plenty of oomph left, and they just sent out a new shoot. Nod, keep doing okay. what you're doing.
2: Okay. Well, thanks All a lot right. for your help. I really you enjoy are your welcome.
1: show. Oh, thank you very much. Take care. All right, Bye. Bill in Grapevine, I will help you. I, I do need to get this break in, and you're having to hear the same ad twice as you wait on hold. And I'm so sorry for that. I, I just I'm going to be woefully behind if I don't do this. So stay with me. We'll talk about your Amaryllis in just a moment. I'll make it worth your while somehow. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my my latest book that I have done. It is in no way similar to the Complete Guide to Texas Gardening. That one was done uh, thirty-one years ago, in fact, and 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 forty years ago, and uh, so it's got some age to it. And this book is is up to date. This is the one you want. This is the one I'm proud of. I was not unproud of those books. I was very happy with them. But I knew that they had compromises in them that I wasn't satisfied with. And so this time I decided to self-publish, where I would hire my own editor and graphic designer, Carolyn Skye and Cindy Smith, and we three would develop this book. And um, Clear Visions in San Antonio has printed all five uh, printings, and they're starting on the 6th. And uh, it may be delayed. And the problem is paper. There are paper shortages everywhere. Uh, all printers are, are saying that. All, all book people are saying that. But we're underway. And I have, uh, I, have, uh, uh, I have fifth printing ones if you don't delay too long to order. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, things you have to know to get started. These uh, basics apply to all of the other ten chapters. Chapter two is a calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray, 48 pages, four pages per month of what you do in each month. Chapter three is comprehensive in a detailed, I spent a month on each of these chapters, trees, then chapter four is shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables, a year of my life, I put into getting this book ready for you. There are 840 of my photographs in the book and 344 pages. It's a hardback on high-quality paper. I sign every copy as it sells. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. There are two ways you can buy it. One is to do it from my website. The other is to call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. 74,000 copies sold. And uh, I guarantee satisfaction or a full refund. I have not been asked for any refunds yet. It's going to happen someday, but it hasn't happened yet. So here are the ways you can order. One is by calling my office Monday through Friday, work hours, and that's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way by far is to order it right now at neilsparry.com n e i l s p e r r y
0: lifestyle of your dreams
1: they are great people stop by today let me tell you about the way that you can make your house look about a 100 years newer and just so up to date and so beautiful and energy efficient i don't think you make a house look more energy efficient but that is one of the side benefits and that's with sunburst shutters we have them at our home Um, we had them installed about 12 years ago Maso menos. I'm not sure exactly how long, but it's about that time. And I have been an advocate ever since. I don't remember. I think I was already doing ads for them at the time that we uh, bought them and had them installed. Um, but oh my goodness, we are so thrilled. And I knew we would be thrilled when I saw them for the very first time. I went to their showroom. I went to their factory. I saw how they're made. Each one is custom fit for an opening in your house. They can show you in the, uh, in the, in the factory. Uh, they showed me bundles and they said, this goes to so-and-so and they gave me the name, said this goes in their window in their bedroom. The, the, these are the four bedroom windows and each of them was clearly defined as window one two three and four for example and uh, that's the way they do it every window gets its own shutter they're not made because they're 32 by 48 inches they're made for window one window two and that's why they fit so perfectly because tape and bed work that that painters do it's beautiful but you know the the tape mud that they use is not precise well sunburst shutters are they are made to fit they're made of polywood a man-made material that doesn't uh, crack or warp or split or peel and uh, it's white or off-white they can custom stain them or custom paint them the staining is a faux stain on the surface but it is just beautiful. They do it all, and they'd be happy to show you what they can do by coming to your home and bringing samples. That's the, the better way to do it. SunburstShutters.com is the website. They're also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. SunburstShutters.com. And the phone number to set up a time to, to meet with them is 214-343-2601. The better way is let them bring them to you.
4: sunburstshutters.com. I'm Michael Stone from Stone's Ace Hardware in Casa View in East Dallas. Whether you're looking for help with your home, your garden, your grilling, or even your home brewing, come see Jen and I at the corner of Gus Thomason and Ferguson. And now back to Neil.
1: I am so rooting for them. That's a husband-wife team, and this is the, the dream of their life to, to have this business of their own. That's why I like Ace Hardware so much, because these are owners who care about their communities and who are who are fulfilling their dreams of owning a business. You'll like them, so get by, if you will, please. Let's go to Bill and Grapevine, who may be the world's most patient man this afternoon. Bill, this this Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, right, Neil. You're worth waiting for. Oh, my goodness. How can I help?
5: Well, we were gifted an amaryllis back around Thanksgiving, and it's about the size of a softball, and the bulb is kind of sealed in a wax, but it gave us some beautiful blooms through Christmas. And it died off. Now it's coming up with new shoots. And I don't know if this is uh, something that we can just enjoy for a while, or can we somehow plant it and add more
1: life to it bill i did some research on those that are um i don't think that's wax i think that's a more permanent material than wax and i don't know that it can outgrow that i don't think it can penetrate that with its roots it's got to have a way to get its roots to the ground i don't know if that's a thing you could somehow carefully cut away with a saw uh but unless the bulb can root into soil, it's not going to have a chance. But that's a that's a way of displaying them. It kind of broke my heart when I had that posted on my Facebook page several years ago, and and I did the research. But I think that's a I, I think it's almost like an epoxy.
5: Yeah, I, I would agree, and it's it's totally been maintenance free. There's been no watering, no feeding, nothing. Just enjoy its life.
1: Well, it's living off the, it's living off the bulb and, and what is stored in the bulb, and now it has no way, once it puts its leaves out, it has no way to get uh, any nutrients or water uh, to replenish. That's the, that's the fallacy of it all. Um, so I, I don't have good news in that case. I wish I did. Okay. Unless, unless you can extricate it some way safely and get it into the ground as soon as possible. That's that's one of those. Uh, I'm I'm going to refer to it as kind of a gimmick way of,
5: of selling uh, that plant. It's too bad. Well, it's it's been well enjoyed, and I have nothing to lose after this second set of blooms. I think to uh, sure. maybe try removing it. What would April? Should I try to plant it before April or what?
1: If it's if it's in bloom, is it in flower now or coming into flower?
5: It's coming into flower the second time Let that finish.
1: As soon as that's finished, whenever that happens, it probably won't be as late as April.
5: Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, All All
1: right. Thank you for being so patient. Thanks for waiting on me. You're a good friend. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. Let's go to Dan in Roanoke. Dan, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, Dan. Can
3: you
1: hear me? Oh, I do. I sure do. How can I help you? There we go. Yeah.
4: Well, I have the same question I think uh, Randy asked earlier, except it's for a magnolia. Uh, we planted it about five or six years ago, and it's done very, very well. Uh, but I've noticed several magnolias that are much more established and older have you know a longer trunk at four to five feet, maybe even. Um, and I'm just wondering when the best time, uh, age wise, is to do that. But also, I've heard that it's a you have to have to really
5: pick up the right time of the season to do it and i wasn't sure what that would be for
1: i don't year. i don't know that there's any season that is right or wrong you can prune a magnolia pretty much anytime you need to um and and there are two schools this is southern magnolia with the evergreen leaves the big evergreen leaves
4: yes sir that's correct
1: yeah uh there are two schools with that plant as to how they are are pruned uh there are people who uh prune them up like we would any shade tree with the lower branches removed and there are people who let those lower branches remain uh, for the most part and and leave branches clear down to the ground they cascade across the ground uh, you'll see that in a lot of the old plantations the old homes in in beautiful neighborhoods in the south and and uh, uh, neither is right or wrong uh, it's pretty much a matter of your own preference uh, i have uh, three or four magnolia trees and i have mine pruned up uh, to where the lower limbs are, um, oh, probably six or seven, seven or eight feet off the ground. But I would have, and that's only because they are in areas where I don't want to have branches down on the ground. They're close enough to turf and other shrub and, and shrubs that I don't want them, um, uh, mutilating those things. And, and, uh, but if somebody, uh, wanted to have them branch low to the ground and had, ample room for them to do so then that's absolutely fine too uh, as far as pruning them i would i would do it this is a great time to prune uh, but probably with magnolias more than any other plant we could talk about it's really important that you have somebody pull those branches down to make sure that you want to have that branch taken off before you take it off because you can never put it back on again that's that's that statement i made earlier really applies to magnolias
4: yeah absolutely Okay, well, great. I appreciate the advice and just got your book. I'm looking forward to, to getting it in a couple of weeks.
1: So thank you. Good deal. Thank you so much. All right. I'll look forward to signing it. That's a good deal. All right, let's see where we are time-wise. I'm going to do our tiny garden tip. Cody and Alan, you'll be coming up on the other side. We have two lines open right now, folks. We only have three lines. So uh, grab them while they're hot, 888-787-KLIF-888. 7875543 This is for Callaway's Nursery 21 of them in the Metroplex. Oh my goodness, they have grown and they've grown beautifully. For the best selection of trees, visit your favorite Callaway's Nursery location. All of their 21 neighborhood trees and DFW, uh, neighborhood stores in DFW are now receiving fresh shipments of shade trees and flowering trees, including landscape treasures like Shumard red oaks. This magnif- magnificent tree. Uh, oak tree naturally forms into one of the best shade trees for north texas it would be my preference i've said before this is uh, well i'll go ahead and say it uh, at the at the head of my grave i would want to have a schumard red oak that's how much i believe in this tree and love it don't mean to get macabre in the middle of their ad but that's that's how i feel about schumard red oaks one of its finest qualities the broad leaves that change to beautiful red colors each fall Oklahoma redbud trees. My wife fell in love with one at Callaway's a couple of years ago, and so we bought it and planted it, and it's right along the county road. She gets to see it every time she comes into our driveway and leaves our driveway. It has beautiful uh, purplish-red flowers in the spring. The early blooms appear and cloak the bare branches and uh, as uh, spring emerges. And uh, then you have the lustrous uh, heart-shaped foliage. And uh, it's just a beautiful tree. It's Oklahoma redbud. That's the variety. It's just a beautiful dark green with those beautiful burgundy flowers uh, preceding the foliage. Then you have Ruby Falls redbud tree that, uh, that uh, people love so much. Lavender red blooms in spring. Love it for its unique deep red-purple foliage that turns yellow in the fall. It's outstanding in smaller areas. It turns your landscape to the next level. It's just a beautiful tree. Ruby uh, falls. Cascading. To help with the planting of your new tree, check out their pick-and-plant service. One of their Texas certified nursery professionals will assist you with everything. Shop local, visit any of their community stores, or order online at Callaways.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup and delivery. They're open seven days a week for your shopping convenience. That's Callaways Nursery. Their life lived beautifully. C-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y apostrophe S. Callaways.com.
5: when you need to be informed tune first to 570 klif
4: man with a gun started ranting during the shabbat service which was being
0: live streamed he claimed that he had bombs and he believed he was going to die but i do think we should all take a moment today to pay tribute to the local uh, state and federal law enforcement officers who acted bravely professionally and effectively to rescue those hostages uh, and bring the situation uh, to a safe conclusion. 570 News and Information, 96.3 HD2 and KLIF.com.
5: Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, Texas premier roofing contractor.
1: They've been serving the entire North Texas area with the finest in roofing since 1986. How many roofs do you think they've installed in those 36 years? How many? More than 100,000 roofs installed. Think about how much work that is. They know roofs. They really know roofs. They do all kinds of roofs. Composition, clay and concrete tile, metal, slate. Slate roofs are beautiful. New and residential re-roofing. They do it all. They do flat roofs. If you have hail or wind damage, or if you're just concerned that you might, or if you know that you have a roof. dallas Fort Worth. It's Glenn Beck. They're cutting us out. Then... then did I mention that we've had some computer problems? Uh, then you need to contact Wortham Brothers if you think you might have uh, any kind of damage to your roof and uh, they will come out and do a free inspection of your roof. Let them go up on the roof because number 1, they know what they're looking for and uh, and most of us mere mortals do not. And secondly, they can uh, they can show you exactly what has happened and then when you contact your insurance carrier, you'll know what to what to say to them. Yeah, I know that I have uh, uh, flashing that has gone bad because it was hit by hail or I know that uh, uh, hail has done this or that or wind damage or whatever. Uh, they don't deal with the insurance carrier. That's your job, but you'll know what to say because you will have seen it and they will have pointed it out to you. I really like this company. They put our roof on. They found the damage that we had. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. They are built on integrity, quality, and innovation. They are great. Wortham Brothers Roofing. Call them today at 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, nine seven two five six two fifty seven eighty eight. 5788
4: I'm Bill Jablanowski from Jabo's Ace Hardware in Keller, Capel, and Fort Worth. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community and who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. It's time now
1: for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. We've been talking about how you prune a couple of types of shrubs that we have in North Texas landscaping. How about vitex or lilac chase trees? They're old-fashioned shrubs that seen quite a rebirth of interest. They're wonderful if you have room for them. You'll need to thin and reshape them every few years, however, to keep them vigorous and well-mannered. Leave no stubs, but don't be afraid to remove large branches that have caused the plants to become misshapen. If you prune them immediately after they bloom in late spring, you may stimulate a second round of late summer flowers. However, that's more applicable in South Texas longer growing season than it is in the north half of the state. Do no pruning to oleanders. They're late spring bloomers during the winter. You don't want to prune them during the winter except to remove shoots that have been damaged by cold winter weather. The time to prune oleanders is immediately after they finish blooming and then as little as possible. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. all right let me tell you about ace hardware right now you know what they are they're the place with the helpful hardware folks and i want to recommend them to you most highly a lot of people are uh, are are happy happiest with ace hardware because you can pull up within Within about 10 steps of the front door, you walk in, they greet you, and they say, how can we help you today? And you don't feel like they're hovering. They just need to know which of their specialists in the store will be most appropriate to help you. You say, well, I need to match some paint, and they'll go get that person. Or I need to, need to get some electrical wiring uh, supplies or whatever. And they'll get that person and so forth. There's a person hanging out in that area, that area, that area back there, whatever. I'm just thinking about the stores that I go into. And these rejoinders that you're hearing are the people who own the stores that are sponsoring my program. Please, and my hope is that when you hear their names and where they are, you'll say, well, that's the East Harder, down the street from me. And I hope you'll go in and make a point of just saying, Thank you for sponsoring Neil's hours on KLIF, or I listen to Neil on the radio. Thank you. They'll understand what you're saying. Tell the manager or the owner. You need to tell management because the, the people who are the clerks may or may not know, but the others do. The management team does. Let them know you appreciate it. I do, and they will too. Whatever your need of hardware, housewares, gardening supplies, The whole works. Oh, and especially uh, grilling supplies. I mean, you can buy grills lots of places, but you're not going to find any store that has better understanding of grills than Ace Hardware. Ace is a place with people from your neighborhood, your town, Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks.
5: When you need to be informed, tune first to 570-KLIF. A
4: man with a gun started
0: ranting during the Shabbat service, which was being live-streamed. He claimed that he had bombs and he believed he was going to die. But I do think we should all take a moment today to pay tribute to the local, uh, state, and federal law enforcement officers who acted bravely, professionally, and effectively to rescue those hostages. Uh, and bring this situation uh, to a safe conclusion. 570 News and Information,
5: 96.3 HD2 and KLIF.com.
1: Niels E Gardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email on Thursdays. Thursday evening, 6.04 is when I get mine every week, 6.04, just like clockwork. Unless uh, unless we're making some kind of change at the last minute and updating something because of weather or or whatever. Um, so that's when it comes. It's free. That's how much it costs. Always has been free, 18 years. Uh, we have 79,000, 78,000, somewhere in there, almost 80,000 subscribers. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. You have to register for it. You have to subscribe to it. Uh, it goes through constant contact, and they have to have some email address, or we can't get it to you. Simple as that, but I don't, I don't look at them. I don't pay attention. You're never going to get a note from me saying, hey, thanks for signing up. Well, I think there may be a kickback note that comes when you sign up, I believe. I don't even know that. Gretchen does that part of it for me. But, but I mean, I'm not going to say, uh, send you a note that says, hey, since you subscribed to eGardens, thought you'd like to know about this or that. I don't do that. You just get eGardens. It has five stories. One of them is gardening this weekend, things you need to get done, 10 or 15 most critical things for that weekend. Another would be uh, the, the most common question I've had that week. And the third would be a featured plant of the week. And then there are a couple of other stories each week. It's like an old fashioned garden section. Give it a try. I think you'll like it. You can always unsubscribe if you ever want to. I don't think you will. Neil Sperry's eGardens, if you want to see what the, the last one looks like that came out two days ago, it's at Neilsperry.com. Click on eGardens. E is in electronic. Neil Sperry com N E I L S P E R R Y dot com. Click on the eGardens tab. That's also where you sign up.
2: I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. We're
1: your source of great green egg grills. Counting us for a friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks and now back to Neil is one of the nicest stores you'll ever go in. I hope you'll go in and, and, and take a look and let Dan show, show you his store. He is a wonderful merchant. He's had quite a career in merchandising. I'll let him explain that to you, but, oh, my goodness, nice store. Thank you, Dan. Let's go back to our phones. We have Cody and Doug. Let's start with Cody. Cody and Alan, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
4: Hi, Neil. I enjoy your show. Thank you for taking my call.
1: Thank you. Yes, sir.
4: Yes, sir. I had a question for you about vines. I uh, have a section in my backyard that's east facing and it's a full sun during the day and it's pretty near the swimming pool. Uh, It's just a planting bed area and I had a big oleander that was there until last year and it sort of killed that oleander back when we had that hard freeze. But I wanted to grow some vines there this year and I was going to put up some lattice or some grid wall or something over in about a 16 to 18 foot section of the fence. Um, sort of just on the fence, and I I wanted your recommendations on what you thought as far as what type of vine would be fast-growing, showy, but not really messy. I don't want a bunch of stuff in the pool. So, um, yeah, I just was hoping for some recommendations there.
1: All right. That's a a good challenge, and I've I've got to think just a little bit. Um, So when you put this up for shade, how close will it be to the water? Uh,
5: It's
4: three or four... Anywhere from three to about eight foot off the water. All
1: right, and where is the south wind in relation to this?
4: The south wind. Yeah.
1: In other words, we have a south would, prevailing wind, and if I gave you a recommendation of something that blooms, uh, what is this on the north side of of the? Is it going to blow it into the into the pool during the summer?
4: It will. It it w- it would blow it in the pool. Yeah. So.
1: All right. Most of the yep. vines that we're going to find in nurseries are going to have some kind of flowers or people probably wouldn't grow them. Um, I really have to think a little bit. My normal recommendation for fast-growing and, and attractive would be Madame Galen Trumpet Creeper, but it will drop flowers. They're big, and they'd be easy enough to skim out. I've never had a pool, so I don't I don't get a vote in terms of how messy it would be, but I kind of feel like that would not be... Uh, something you'd want to have in the pool. If it drops straight down, they're big enough and heavy gonna be, enough. It's not going to be. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say they're no, big enough and heavy the enough, they might drop straight down. That might not be too much of a factor.
4: Yeah, yeah. So so you said Tropic Creeper?
1: Yeah, it's called Madam Galen, G-A-L-E-N, Madam Galen. Okay. Um, the regular, it's trumpet vine. The regular trumpet vine is extremely invasive. You don't want that uh, for anything. Uh, this is a selection. It's a okay. hybrid selection that does not root sprout root sucker. And it's a, it's a lovely vine. It's commonly used, but I wouldn't want it directly over a pool. I, I think being back a few feet would not be bad. I would talk to your pool people sure. and ask how many of their customers have used that, uh, at that distance. Um, i'm I'm really struggling to think of something that would be the perfect solution for you. uh wisteria grows quickly, it blooms in the spring um, and and so its flowering would be over with by the time uh you you started using your pool very much. Uh, it's deciduous. it's going to be well both of those are deciduous. There aren't very many evergreen vines. uh cross vine yeah. is a pretty plant i don't I don't like its long term looks as much as I do the other two um you gotta there's no shade this is full sun right
4: it is full sun it gets a lot of reflection off the pool too so
1: okay that won't be a problem uh carolina jessamine i love but it's a it's more compact and uh i don't i don't think it's going to be big enough for what you're trying to accomplish I'm just sorting how through. I w- I
4: expect, uh, how fast can I expect something like a, a, a trumpet vine to cover that area, that amount of area, in one season or two? Or
1: oh, It would take it-, it a couple, probably. It would take it a couple.
4: Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, other vines that, that are pretty but I don't think would work because they'll die to the ground each year and you'd have all that cleaning to do would be a passion vine and uh, also... Uh, sweet autumn clematis i ruled those out i'm just i'm i'm working through my whole list of vines that i normally would recommend uh i'm, right. I'm good i'm good with the two that i recommended that i mentioned and that would be either uh, Madame galen you got to be sure you get Madame galen trumpet creeper that's the only only one i want to recommend or uh, okay. uh or the the cross vine would be a possibility
4: okay excellent i appreciate it that's uh I'll, I'll start with the
1: I'll start with one of those. So Yeah, I in a in a former life I would have recommended uh, Lady Banksy a rose, but with the rose rosette virus and it is susceptible to it, not highly, but it is susceptible. It would have been beautiful and it would have been a nice it's thornless and it would have been very pretty, but mm, I don't wanna I don't wanna recommend it right now. I think I'm I okay. think my I think my brain has now exploded. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. So.
1: All right. Thank you, Cody. It, All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You All right, too, Doug bye-bye. in Fort Worth. Let me see. I can I can take your call right now, Doug. Let's do that. Doug, uh, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
3: <laughs> yeah, Neil. Uh, you mentioned earlier onion sets. Uh, you said it'd be better to plant them probably later this month. Well,
1: and yeah, there was- isn't much later in this month. I, I was suggesting waiting until after the cold on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday.
3: Okay. Now the next question is where do you find them?
1: They should be at in, they should be at Independent Retail Garden Center. I haven't been out looking. I also have a I carry a laminated card, a deathly allergy, not deathly, but a very serious allergy to onions and garlic and shallots, scallions, leeks and chives.
3: Right.
1: Yeah. So I don't I don't grow them. Um, but I haven't been out looking. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, but normally in late January, you'll find them at all independent retail garden centers. Uh, you'll find okay. them at feed stores. I would, I would, I would call those places and ask before you go.
3: Yeah, I've looked at a couple of feed stores uh, uh, on Lancaster. There's a, a feed store there they haven't had them yet is it possible that they get them later
1: or it's possible there have been some pretty severe cold spells i have a story coming up for e gardens this this week uh, that is okay. just fascinating about um, and it's a, a good friend of mine and how he changed uh, from extension service how he changed the the nature of onion sales um you might you might wait and read that it's it's uh, kind of fascinating but okay I, yeah
3: because my old grandmother used to tell me you you should plant them at the end of december so where I, maybe was the that climate has changed i don't know but, where was that uh well she that was uh like 50 years ago she told me that but, so.
1: but where was she
3: oh here in fort worth
1: that that's uh, i've never seen that recommendation be that early Normally we would say the last week or so of of uh, January. And okay, I've, and that's I've been a, here for fifty a,
3: years. The little the when I say onion sets, I'm not talking about just the bulbs, but the little plants they used to bundle up. And you, that's
1: what I'm talking about. And you'll see them. I've I've seen them as recently as uh, a couple of years ago. I,
3: uh, okay. We have been
1: we have been rather guarded in getting out as much as usual uh, right. during the pandemic. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, I guess I can Google it or try to find some the box stores don't have them I know but I
1: wouldn't I wouldn't send you there on a heartbeat call uh, call okay. callaways and ask them if they have them or when they'll get them call uh, okay, archie's yeah. call archie's gardenland in west fort worth what, okay. what what part of fort worth are you in I'm in the east part of fort worth all right, then you, then you're doing fine going to the the folks on on uh, Lancaster, but I would okay. I just ask them when will you be getting them in? But I'd also call Callaways. Okay. Um, there are there are a couple of them that are not very far from you in Arlington. Um, right. Trying to think of other other places I would recommend, but I I would go to I would go to feed stores and and independent garden centers. It may well okay. be that some of the uh, uh, you know the the um, uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised, but what the uh, Ace Hardware at uh, 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 out of Hewlin uh, would have, right. because they have a garden center, and and that wouldn't surprise me at all if Allen would have those. So
3: okay, well, good. Yeah. That's good information. I'll look around. Good enough. So you think uh, plant them in like the first as soon as of you behaviors? can after
1: this next cold spell.
3: We Athletics had. Culture.
1: He's now retired as of about. Uh, he, he quit growing onions two years ago, and his uh, his property sold about uh, two weeks ago. Uh, but right. we had about a ten acre onion patch not far from us, and and they were planted right about this time for the last. Well, we've lived where we are forty four years, so I'm well, good with my timing.
3: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> okay, well, good. Well, let's All right. If if you take
1: e gardens, take a look this week. You will you will be amazed at the story. Uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons is the the the, the man who uh, started this uh, uh, this concept, okay. and and wait till you see it. It's a really great okay. story.
3: Yeah, we, we got your book. It's a great book, but uh, I haven't subscribed to your email, but yet. Uh, well, I
1: mean, give it a try because it, this story is going to make it worth your good. while. Since you like onions, Doug, I hope I helped. All right, All right. take care. I'll Thank appreciate you, sir.
3: it. Thank you. All
1: right. All right, I have no calls ahead. If you'd like to call, I could surely use a couple of calls. If you will hurry, 787 K L I F eight 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 888-787-5543. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is my book, and I can get it to you right away. I will be signing copies tomorrow evening. That have been coming. Uh, that have come in by, uh, through the uh, uh, website. And if you order uh, uh, by calling my office uh, Monday, then I will still get them to you uh, same time. Uh, Either way, they'll go in the mail on Tuesday. Either way, Uh, it is directly from Neil to you. That's as simple as that. Gretchen prepares the labels, and we get them mailed. Simple as that. I self-published this book because other books that I've done with uh, publishers, they put a committee together within the publishing firm, and then when I meet with them, I find that they have made their decisions of uh, these 24 pages have to go uh, to cut costs, et cetera, et cetera, and then I get to choose what I get to eliminate. It's like eliminating uh, your favorite uh, shirts. You have to get rid of six shirts. Well, no, I like those. And uh, in this case, uh, I decided to self-publish so I wouldn't have to get rid of any of my photos that I thought needed to be in there or any of the text. And uh, so my 200-page book ended up at 344 pages, but we still kept the price extremely affordable. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. It's 344 pages, 840 of my photographs printed in San Antonio, in fact, printing in San Antonio, not overseas. It is now in its fifth printing. Uh, That's what you'll be getting. The sixth printing is on the presses and it will be on the presses for a couple of days and they're gonna have to take it off and set it over there because they don't have enough paper. Have to wait till the paper supplier sends more paper. That's the supply chain issue. This covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. Uh, Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Things you have to know to get started, they apply to all of the uh, remaining 10 chapters. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to do everything in your landscape and garden. Chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables. There are 25 multi-page charts and for example the chart on uh, the 100 best annuals it tells you uh, the the cool season annuals and the and the summertime annuals how tall how wide they grow what colors they come in uh, how uh, uh, what months they're they are at their peak and so forth my own personal observations of them sun or shade growth form the whole works that's in a chart multi-page chart that's the sort of thing that you get in lone star gardening now the book is not in stores it's not on amazon you buy it directly from me it comes from my house to your mailbox i sign every copy as it sells so uh, with 74,000 copies sold and a guarantee of complete satisfaction not one request for a refund yet $36.95 Thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. Here are the two ways you can order it. You can call my office Monday through Friday, work hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it from my website right now, and that is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Thank you, Pastor Tommy. He is our pastor and our friend as well. Sharingtheheart.org, and if you'd like to tune in a live stream, as we have done during the pandemic, it's at 1005 at sharingtheheart.org. There are live services at 8, 9, 1005, and 1110 at uh, the First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy, but I'd like to tell you uh, to take some time to talk about another group of incredibly hard-working people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy. They are our beloved health care workers who are out there on the front line. They have the hardest job of all, and we owe each and every one of them a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never get settling for good enough. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but we see you showing up every day and giving every ounce of your energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that we can show our appreciation to the front line. Get vaccinated and wear your mask. Folks, those are so simple to do. Wear a mask. This is not about politics. It really isn't. It's silly to bring politics into this. Wear a mask and help. It prevents the spread of diseases. Forget the pandemic, if you wish. It, it helps stop the spread of colds and flu. Just do it for that. Help those of us who are not young anymore by, by wearing a mask. And um, uh, get vaccinated. Get your flu shot. And if you want to get the, the, uh, the, pan- the uh, coronavirus shot and booster shot, get that too. I hope you will we have. Follow our lead, won't you? That's the way we can help the frontline people. They're great people, and we say to them at Baylor, Scott, and White Health, thank you for all that you have done to keep us all safe. Thank you. I'm David Agnew with Traeger Woodfire Grills. You can see them at all North Texas Ace Hardware stores. Ace is the place with Traeger Grills and the helpful hardware folks. David did it beautifully. I couldn't say it any better. Great grills, great people. Thank you, and thank you to Ace. Let's go to Jack in West Fort Worth. Jack, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon, Neil. A couple weeks before Christmas, I called you about a miniature indoor orange tree. Despite all your sponsor lists, which I called or wrote wrote them all, I couldn't find one, but I did find a seedling online. Okay. I planted it. It's now four inches tall. So how do I fertilize it? Will it go dormant? When can I expect fruit? It's inside all the time.
1: Okay. Well, first of all, all citrus trees are intended to be grown in in outdoor conditions. I need to tell you that. And if I didn't tell you that before, then I I, I missed my uh, my responsibility. You um, did. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it needs it needs the closest thing you can provide to full sunlight. Um,
5: okay.
1: Uh, if it is a calamondin orange, a miniature orange, it then it will need to be probably, I would guess, eighteen or twenty four months old before it will bear fruit. I've never started one as a seedling. I don't know how long it takes them to get big enough, but but generally they have to be volleyball size before they bear a whole lot of fruit. And right. um so that and it doesn't really go dormant. They're they're evergreens. They grow in a subtropical climate where it it you know they don't really have a, a, a seriously dormant period. Um, did I answer everything, or what did I what did I'll I not answer? I think all except
3: for the fertilizer.
1: Okay, the fertilizer would be a uh, same thing you'd use on on regular house plants. It's going to be pretty much a complete and balanced water soluble where all three numbers are about the same Uh, mix it with water uh, into a liquid solution or if it already is a liquid just dilute it and water it probably every uh, three or four weeks with that and it should be fine but remember the lighting it's It's, it's it's mainly about the lighting.
3: It's in a south facing window so it's getting plenty of light.
1: Well it's getting it's getting as much as you have in your house probably but Uh, By its measure, that may not be plenty. Um, Rotate it about every week so that it gets light from all directions on all the leaves. i got to run. I'm out of time. Folks, join me on WBAP tomorrow morning, 8 until 10, 8.20 on your AM dial. To Mike Bass, thank you, sir. Happy gardening.